Hello, everybody. Welcome in to episode number 47 of Tailgates and Heartbreaks, presented by Section 513. I'm your host, Geezer, back from Florida. It's good to be back in the basement. Better than the view of the beach, anyways. As always, alongside me, my co-host, Donnie, who survived his trip to Chicago. Probably shouldn't even have gone to Chicago, because maybe if he doesn't, maybe they sweep the Cubs. Who knows? Just throwing <laughs> it out there. And then oh, producer wait, way to make me feel better about myself. <laughs> and then producer Tito, who is also in the natty. So boys, how are we doing? Oh, what a great series win. Even the game Monday, like well, I'll talk about my trip to Chicago real quick. That game Monday was it was intense. It was awesome. Um, I ran into a listener of the show, uh, Adam Martini, at the game. So we went out went out with him on a Monday night. Got into way too much uh, trouble there. But I don't know. I mean, I think you guys, Tito, you've been to Chicago, right? We were kind of talking about it. No, I actually never have. Was I talking with you, Geezer? I thought I was talking with one of you about Chicago and Wrigley. I definitely don't think it was me. Okay, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> you guys, I, I'll recommend you then to go then because Wrigley's awesome. Uh, Chicago is awesome i was pretty wrigleyville is like the best area to hang out for a game i can say that and i kind of like didn't hate the cubs for like 24 hours <laughs> and then the bias thing happened as soon as the game ended and i was like all right well i tried <laughs> like so but that was a much needed series victory um tito how you doing man doing good doing good i i cannot be in a better mood with the reds right now watching joey Votto. i know that the season's not exactly where we want it to be, but hey, we got reliever help, and when Joey Votto is playing like this, I, there's just nothing but joy. So I, I'm in a great yeah. mood. Yeah, yeah. Man. There's it's been so fun to watch. There's definitely a lot to unpack from since we last talked last week. Um, oh yeah. And I mean, we can get we can get right into it. I mean, Joey Votto is the hottest human being on the face of the earth. He's just pissing on baseballs uh over his last six games his ops is above 2000 that is just just absurd (laughs) that's that's confirmed pretty good he had his his second hit of the game today was not a homer which that has that snapped a streak of his previous eight being homers so or it's seven or eight but he had no it was eight yeah it was eight yeah so eight straight um eight straight hits they were all homers and then he decided to break it up with a stupid single. Like, come on. It's, it's getting just, to the point. Just to he, remind you that he can do everything. <laughs> I, I mean, he was golfing at that ball and adjusted it like the last second. It was like just the most Joey Votto like hit ever where there aren't many people in the league that are that good of a hitter to make a split second adjustment when you're just golfing at a ball trying to put it uh, you know, out of the ballpark. And then you can end up hitting a dribbler the other way. It was, it's just pretty to see. Yeah, and you know he he today after the game, someone asked him a question like, "What are you doing different?" And he just basically said, "I'm just trying to hit home runs now." Like, man, it's, it's it was crazy. only that easy. He makes it look yeah. so easy. Like it's six it, games, it's, nine hits, eight home runs, fourteen RBIs. That's insane. And he's thirty-eight. Don't don't forget thirty-seven. Don't forget that. Hey, 37. hey, yeah, yeah. Don't uh. Hey, come on. Build. Give my man game. Joey some respect here. Build He's only 37. I think that was, if he was 38, that'd be even more impressive. So I think I was just trying to give him too much credit. But no, I, <laughs> we were talking about you it already. Off air. He, um, 
my th- favorite thing about Joey Votto right now, uh, there's a bunch to pick from, but he's got this laser focus. You can tell he's having like a great time, like messing with the Cubs fans, doing the the Ted Lasso stuff. Um, but he's so laser focused, and you can tell he wants to win so bad. And this team right now just wants to win so bad that I think that's my favorite part. Um, in the post post game press conference, I mean, Joey obviously said, "Yeah, I want to hit home runs." Like talking about the power, but he says, yeah, I mean, I also moved a guy over today. I made a nice defensive play. Like, he's just, uh, he's so involved with the team. This team is so together, and they're just in this to win it, and I love that. I love this team, man. I really do. And I think Votto being so hot over the last, you know, week and a half, and I mean, really ever since he kind of came back from the, the thumb injury, I mean, he's batting over 300 and doing all this shit. But lost in all that mix is Kyle Farmer is also one of the hottest hitters in baseball, which is, hey, we'll we'll take it. And Jesse Winker is kind of – he was in a bit of a slump kind of leading up to the All-Star break, kind of right after the All-Star break. He's back to doing the same old shit where he's just roping doubles everywhere, hitting homers. So that's good. Jonathan India continues to get on base. Um, You know, the the biggest thing – is everybody is kind of stepping up and filling in for um, Cassianis while he is still kind right. of, you know, rehabbing from that, from that yeah. wrist injury. And he, I guess, and I mean, David Bell is probably pretty good at coach speak by this point, but he's, he said he's made improvements. You don't know where he's at. You don't know what he's going to have to do um, right. in the rehab process, but you know, that's just the front. That's just what we've seen up, you know, at, on the club front, Moose is coming back uh, to do a rehab assignment next week. Senzel has a rehab assignment starting tomorrow or Friday, whenever this comes out. Um, and um, Lucas Sims is down in Louisville right now. He had he started his rehab assignment. Lorenzen apparently is going to be back tomorrow, this week. This weekend. Yeah. So yeah. they just keep getting all these guys back, and it's it's at the right time. Obviously, we haven't even talked about the moves. They bring in Luis Sessa from New York um, and uh, Justin Wilson, uh, a Wilson, a lefty, Sessa, a righty. And then the probably the bigger, the biggest addition of the three, uh, Michael Givens, who, I mean, it's wild to see what, like, the legitimate MLB reliever looks like compared to, like, the waiver <laughs> additions. Because yeah, yeah. watching him just do his thing, insanity. It, it, yeah. it was like, what is going on? Like We've this got a reliever that has like? like a dangerous fastball. It's like, it's yeah. awesome. That, he, yeah. that and, they, they actually want to attack the zone and challenge hitters, and they trust their stuff enough. Where And this Givens, I mean, really, he throws a fastball and a change. Um, that's really only the two pitches he has, and I think his fastball got up to 97 or 98. And he was just, I think he threw, what, like 10 or 11 pitches? And I think all of them, but two were strikes. Like he was just going after guys like what a debut. And then the other two guys, I think Sessa is really good. Um, I wrote a little bit about him and Wilson and Givens uh, yesterday and today. Sessa is, I think the guy that the Reds really wanted to get in that trade. And then they, the Yankees said, Oh yeah, we'll give you Sessa, but you have to take Wilson. Cause they wanted to clear, clear room for Gallo and, you know, Rizzo, whoever the hell they're going to bring and, in. It's, um, but Wilson has a very good track record. Obviously, he's been terrible yeah. this year. But he is a 
you know, before this season, he was a very reliable reliever who um, who's pitched in a lot of big, you know, he's pitched for the Cubs. He's pitched for, you know, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh when they were in their playoff uh, days um, to start off his career. I mean, he's pitched in some big games. He's pitched in some big cities, came from the Mets, Yankees, obviously. So this isn't just a regular waiver wire guy that we've seen the Reds take like all season, right? We we got go after guys that are DFA. This is an actual guy that has a track record that has, you know, I don't know if you want to call it bad luck. He's got a bad start to the season. Um, I mean, listening to Brantley talk about Wilson last night, I mean, they they got right. He had an outing where he didn't record a single out and gave up five. He had oh, five yeah. earned runs. Yeah, and he said that that, he, that yeah, kills his ERA. Yeah, yeah. and. You know, he was talking about how, like, the approach he has to attacking righties, to attacking lefties. It's like, it's one of those guys that I think you give him a couple weeks with Derek Johnson, he's going to become a valuable asset to the bullpen. Hey, you know what? We'll take it. I mean, he's, he, even w- I would take him with his seven earn run average over some of the waiver wire pickups that they've had throughout the season because yeah. he's proven at the MLB level that he can actually do it. And, right. you know, so... The the obviously they made a bunch of additions. We don't know if they're done. They might be. I don't know. But I think the as much as excited as I, as I am about all of this, it's very tough. It's not going to be easy. Like where they're positioned right now. So they're at six and a half as we stand. Milwaukee still has to play the Pirates tonight. Um, if Milwaukee wins, they're right back to seven. If Milwaukee loses, they're at six. They're they're in that, you know, about six games back in the central and then they're potential. They could I think they could be four and a half back if San Diego loses tonight. But they're playing in Colorado. So it but like, here's the thing. It's just and San Diego might get Max Max Serzer. So you just don't you don't know. In Milwaukee's made additions, they uh, trade for Eduardo Escobar, who is a solid pickup. Now, Yelich is on the covid list or he's on the covid injury list or whatever. But. You just hope that it's not too late. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is is you have – it is 60 – I think now we're at 60 games left. Am I correct? It, or You just hope that you can yeah. somehow – We're going to have to have uh, a stretch where we win like 10 in a row. Like that just has to happen for us to and be I able to do – And I think that's very plausible with this schedule. Yeah. Uh, it is, I, it is I, yes. I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I do think that it is too late. Like, I don't I'm not confident that we're going to be able to to win a division and make the playoffs. But this is like you you've piqued my interest the way that they're playing right now. This team has done it. Look at look at (laughs) you want to talk about how consistently inconsistent this team has been. Look at our episodes in this podcast. Right. Every other one is the Reds are dead. The Reds are back. The Reds are dead. The Reds are back. Like, they don't quit. They, I, they I, are a team. I'll say this right now. Until they are statistically, mathematically, whatever, eliminated, I'm going to say, you know, I don't like our chances, but I'm not giving up on them. This team is, has no. been too good. Yeah. They've been too good for us. And, and I think that if we're going to really see in the next coming weeks – what this team could have been the rest of the year with the bullpen, but these players care too much and have done too much for the fans just to say, 
Um, you know, they're done. We got 60 games left, but they're done. You don't know what's going to happen. You really don't. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I they're not dead. Uh, and I think that, you know, we have a reason to pay attention, which I think we still had beforehand. But now it's like there's a little bit of extra juice to it. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I, it's I, I would have loved to see this a while ago, but we got to take where we're at and and go from here. And I, I don't know. I will Anything say, can happen. I will say, Geez, you talked about the. Um, what the Brewers did, and they are obviously the favorite. They're looking pretty good. But I think in order to get through the playoffs, especially if the Padres are going to get Scherzer, where it's rumored right now, um, they really need him. Now, if the Padres don't get Scherzer, I think they're, you can talk me into them and or the Giants kind of not falling apart, but kind of making it, you know, giving the Reds a, a chance to get in there. But I think your best bet is is beating the Brewers. and um, it's it's an uphill task. It's an uphill task for to get ahead of all these teams. It, there's a lot of ground to be made up, and these are good teams. But I think the Reds have um, proven that they're they're going to be in it till the end. So. Yeah, and you know I think the 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 night I think that th- if you're a team and it, and it might be weird, but as a player probably you're like all right, we know what we have to do. Like we are catching, we are chasing them. That is what we are doing. Everything yeah. else. Nothing else matters. Where if you're the Brewers, you're kind of like, all right, well, they actually made some bullpen moves. They do only play each other th- for one more series, which that has that that series alone at that time. Whenever I think it happens either late August or mid August or it, it's it's not around the corner. But circle that one because that. This season could come down to that, and it probably does come down to that three-game series. Yeah, I mean, if, well, obviously, if you sweep the Brewers, you're looking great. If you get swept by the Brewers, you're probably dead. But I think Sam LeCure said it best in the post game. I think it was Sam LeCure. It was either him or Giedensall. They were like, and this is coach talk, like manager talk, like you said. David Bell is the best at it. Um, not giving a remote, emotional response to anything. But he was like, we're, you know, take it day by day. We know what we're down by, but... If we win every day, then, you know, that's all we can do. So I think that the schedule allows you to do that. And realistically, I I mean, we play the Pirates a bunch. Dude, the Brewers are playing the Pirates again. I thought they were done with them. I mean, they play them. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. It's the fucking worst. (laughs) It is so annoying. And now, luckily, we play them 12 more times. We've only played them six. So... And we're five and one against them, and we have God, you got to still have plenty of games left against the Cardinals. We have plenty of games against the Marlins. I know the I'm pretty sure the Brewers series is sandwiched in between back to back Marlins series. So, I mean, yes, like they the Reds do have one of the easiest schedules of of the contending teams remaining, and the Brewers have one of the tougher ones. But I mean, you got. One game at a time. It's just, I'm going to start scoreboard watching, and I've been doing it probably for the past month anyways, but now it's just going to be twofold. Yeah, for and, sure. And if you're the Reds, too, and, I mean, if you're a fan, there's there's still improvements that this team can make at the dead. There's still another day. I think they desperately, I think they sneaky need a fifth starter. 
I really do. I agree. And, but I think we and we talked about it off air. It is now depending on when Moose comes back, it's going to determine it. But I think they really need to take a look at adding a bat or a player that can play third, and they need to start platooning Suarez. I yeah, because we, we should have been doing this for the last two yeah. weeks. And but and they quite honestly they probably they couldn't have. I mean I. I'm not going to do it with Mike with Freeman. I I don't want to do it with Schrock, but like you definitely could have found ways to maybe get uh, fuck Alejo Lopez felt like a perfect guy to kind of be in that position. And I know Suarez is a fan favorite. He's the easiest guy to root for. He really is. But I think there's a I don't think he's still 100% from that shoulder injury in the surgery. They say he is, but it's clearly – it's got to be one of the attributing factors to his decline. And plus, he's striking out a shit ton. He's not walking a lot. In all of his contact, it's either home run or it's weak grounders that he rolls over or it's pop flies. And he's been in these stretches this season where – I'm pretty sure the Brewer series right after the the break, he left like 14 guys on base just from him yeah. alone. And you can get half of those like situational hitting. I yeah. don't trust him to put the ball in play the way that you like put it to the opposite side of the field. He can't do that because he pulls everything. And it's just. Well, it today, sucks, but today it's even we had bases loaded. He came up with one out and I was we, like, yeah. Or no, it should and it should have been a zero outs. Yeah, and it should have been a double play, but it wasn't. Yeah, Farmer's slide really helped, but but the, yeah, that, there again, it's like just proving your point. Weak, like weak he, ground ball to yep. the third baseman. Yep. It, and it's it not really, like he and he's not. It's not even against just elite pitching. It's against guys that like in the past that he's faced, you know, in the division or or whatever. He's had success against guys that are. You know, Alec Mills is not a hard-throwing pitcher. He's not, like, an elite guy with elite stuff. Very good at getting ground balls and very good against the Reds for some odd reason, though. Everybody's good at get at getting ground balls against Suarez, though, because <laughs> yeah, true, true. it's just... It's, yeah, I mean, it sucks to say and it sucks to, to think about the roster moves that we have to make because I... Like, I'm an optimist when it comes to players like that, where I do think this is an anomaly. And I'm sure that, you know, we're never going to see the 50 home run Suarez again. I don't think so. But, like, he'll be back. And, I, I you know, I trust him to be a valuable part of the lineup this year. But he's just not a guy that we can give at bats to every day right now. Well, well, I think the front office was also, and, and I even said, coming out of the break, buy stock in Suarez second half, even if he's not great, if he's just average, gets his batting average up to around 200 again, that will be gravy for the Reds. Um, it would be, you know, you're really looking forward to that if Cassianos went down uh, for him to step up. Now, luckily, guys like Winker, pretty much everyone has stepped up uh, yeah. for Cassianos, everyone except for Suarez. And I think you've reached the point where um, you cannot play him every day. And so let's talk about, boys what our options are what do you think the reds should do with the infield what do you think should be our second half plan going forward the current with the roster constructed the way it is currently i really like the idea of 
platooning him and Moose if Moose comes back, because I don't think Moose is a guy that's necessarily going to be able to jump in, play every day and be a huge impact guy. I feel like being able to play. I mean, it's not going to be an every other day thing. You play the matchups, whatever, but kind of ease him back into it and see what he's got. Unfortunately, we really don't have the luxury of being able to figure that out with the deadline being, you know, only one day left to make moves. But I don't know. I think it's a very tricky spot. Yeah. What do you yeah, think, Geese? I, I mean, you know, we talked about off air. I would love for them to go out and get a guy like Josh Harrison, who is hitting above average, a utility kind of guy, can play, I literally think, everywhere in the infield. And I think he may be able to play a corner outfield spot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like he used to he, play left for the Pirates. Yeah, he can just do it all. He's hitting above average. He would be dirt cheap. You wouldn't have to give up much to get him. You maybe have to give up a middling oh. prospect or, or, or whatever. But yeah, I think yeah. at the at the worst case and worst worst case, he's a bench guy, which is fine. Yeah, because what you, you need, need you need what you need. Like help. guess what? Yeah. Like the bench that we have constructed of Mike Freeman, Schrock, depending on the day, Aquino and Akiyama in the other catcher isn't great. Like, yeah. I think, I think Aquino, like he has solid numbers. His OPS is good. Like, but I just still like, I'm not a hundred percent there with Aquino. Cause he, he's a liability on the base pass way too much. Um, we know, we know what Akiyama is at this point. Uh, he'll maybe have a game where he gets two or three hits, but uh, you, you love his glove. That's there's, there's value there, but Freeman isn't doing shit for me. Like Harrison could easily go in and take, that role of both Freeman and Schrock for all I care. And yeah. I think Jose Barrero, if he continues, I mean, he's had basically, you know, over a hundred ABs at the double A level and triple A level. And he's batting over 300 in both, you know, both um, leagues slugging over 400 and both OBP over 380 or like, I mean, he's doing yeah. great things. That's another guy that you could bring up and maybe play short. Senzel is another one of those guys who's kind of a jack of all trades. He can play center. He can play short. He can play third. I think he's going to play a little bit of short when he comes back, which that's great. I'm cool with that. Bump Farmer to third. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, like if Farmer's going to keep hitting what feels like 500, which is wild, cons- like considering what he was, you know, before the All-Star break. And he still is not the answer at short. And he sh- him playing well right now shouldn't be – the reason why the Reds don't make a move for maybe a shortstop, if that's what they want to do, or maybe don't want to call up Jose Barrero. Like that shouldn't be the reason why you do or don't do that. We know who Kyle Farmer is. He's doing great right now. If you can keep it up, that's awesome. And you're not going to take his bat out of the lineup, but it's just, I will say though, it'll never not be jarring looking at a lineup with, uh, what he bat? Did he back clean up today? He batted third and he went three for four. Third. Yeah. It's like he's doing great, but when that lineup comes out, I'm still just like, wait a minute, what the hell's going on? I was actually yeah. kind of surprised. Like there was a lot of like and obviously it's Twitter, but there's a lot of backlash for him batting third. I was I was kind of looking at the lineup of my like, guys, like of all the guys in the lineup right now, your one two spots your third? one two spots are filled with India and Winker. Vado's definitely batting cleanup. If Stevenson's in the lineup, Stevenson's batting third. I'm not batting Naquin third. I'm not batting Suarez third. I'm not batting Akiyama third. It's like Kyle Farmer's the option there, and he's uh, hitting yeah. like 380. Like, I was yeah. kind of baffled that people were like, dude, he sucks. I'm like, dude, he's hitting like 400 right now. 
Like he's just yeah, riding I mean, the hot streak. Like you put him there. Yeah, ride the hot hand. Absolutely. People and, like to people like to shame Farmer, and I don't think a lot of people do this, but you definitely, like you said, you see some backlash about it just because the Reds have asked so much of him, and he, for most of the season, hasn't been the guy they really needed. Now, defensively, he's been outstanding. Um, the but the bat hasn't been very good. Now, it's been awesome since the All-Star break. Um, but you expect him to fall back to earth a little bit. We kind of saw the same thing with Tucker Barnhart. Now, Tucker had a huge hit uh, today to um, with the bases loaded. Yeah. And so Tucker is Tucker. He's not playing every day. Farmer has definitely earned a spot um, to play, just not every day. Now, I think the smartest thing to do would be to see how Senzel looks in Louisville this weekend. Uh, they've said they want to play him at a different position every day, want to play him at short. Um, he's very open to it, he said. He's just excited to get back on the field. Now, I think also calling up Barrero is not a bad move. He's obviously when he was up here, he didn't do great. He's actually really bad. But this is an inspired guy since um, the second half of the season has started. He's lighting the world on fire, and I think he has earned a shot. You know what his glove is. Um, and one, and, and to, to kind of go off that point, one of the biggest knocks on Bar- on Barrero last year was that he hadn't seen any action above double A. So right. you kind of you right. knew what you were getting yourself into, but you were kind of like we, Freddie Galvis ain't the answer. Like you need to try it. Like let's do it. Like he's just sitting in your uh what was it? I don't even remember what they were calling it, but at your little taxi site or whatever or your other site. Taxi squad. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's kind of, now it's like he's done it at both levels. He's done it at double A and triple A. Like there is a sample size there. Like you yep. let's let's try it. Like and what? he's not going to – like, I don't necessarily think he's going to light the world on fire. He's still striking out a ton in AAA, so you have to imagine he's going to strike out a ton up here. But what you're getting is you're not – you don't need a shortstop, right? I think right now you need a fucking third baseman. I think if you put Barrero, you know his glove's going to be fine. You platoon Farmer and Moose at third. I don't know what you do with Suarez. I, I'm, I don't think you have to worry about, like, hurting his feelings – like, dude, you know, we're in the thick of things right now. We got to go with the best man available. And then you play Senzel in a platoon in the outfield. Uh, I know. Depending on I, how he's hitting. I know they would never do it. I know they they won't do it. They never would. But I don't. Like, I think I was about to say the same thing. Geese, go ahead. Why not send him down to Louisville for yeah. two to three <laughs> weeks? Yeah. And let, and, and let the. And, and look. Let the guy, if he's, if this is just a, if maybe it's a mechanical thing, if it's a confidence thing, let him go down to AAA and figure it out. Let him just piss on balls from AAA pitchers. That's fine. But guess what? If he struggles down in AAA, then you made the right decision. Yeah. Like it's one, it's it's one of those things. Like he, he actually, stru- we we'd have to, he'd have to get hurt though. We don't have it. He doesn't have any options left. Fucking a. Yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. I just looked it up. He's he does not have when he uh when he we extended him his options got cleared. Well, yeah, we'd never be thinking in in any world that we'd be needing to send down Suarez, but here we are. Let's go to back to Josh Harrison real quick. Uh, he's killing it this year, dude. Yeah. He, and he's making a local million, guy. 
He's Bob, yeah, he's Bob hometown. Sydney. Played for he's the making... uh, Cincinnati Steam alum. Went really? to the University Princeton of Cincinnati. High Princeton High School. Um, six rounder of the 2008 draft. Dude, he's batting 285 this year. Now he's never had power. He's only hit five home runs, uh, 36 RBIs. He's he's a great fielder, and he's making a million dollars this year. So you'd be on the and hell if the Reds had to say, look, dude, we'll take, we'll pay whatever, pay a little salary, and give you a 20th ranked prospect. I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, you know, he's at the end of his career. He comes back to Cincinnati, helps, tries to help the home team win the win it all. I think it makes a lot of sense. So I don't know. It's something to think about. I don't think they're I agree. I, I think I, I think actually they're done because for I think if they were going to do anything, it would be. I mean, I don't think we're going out and trading for a big name. Any, I yeah, think that's I, clear. That's I mean, they're. We've been like the time for that has come and gone. It's yeah, it, right, like the right. big boys, the big boys in the big markets are now going to be the teams that I think make moves for the rest of yeah. uh, this season. But I will I say this though, I think I, I mean I will say this though, like last year, like if you were going to tell me that with the the amount of guys that they had in the outfield, if you're going to tell me they made a move for Brian Goodwin last year, I'd have been like, the fuck? yeah. But like I I don't think you can ever have enough like quality depth on your bench like i do think i i really do think if there's gonna if there's another move on the horizon it's probably that it's i, I a, would it, yeah it is but, a guy like that who you don't have to technically give every day you know starts to but i mean at this point like this this the suarez equation and everything just fucks it all up yeah it really does but I, I do I do agree with you, Geese, and that that's the most likely move. But I, I also agree with you that the move that I'd really like to see would be that fifth starter. Yeah, it. But so here's then what the, the only the only thing I can think of is I don't know, like the market. I don't know who's out there. That like a lot, a lot of the that kid from Pittsburgh that went to he's going to go to Philly. Uh, they had a problem. So he went he to, went to Seattle. White Seattle. Seattle. He, I think, was the top fifth starter, lefty uh, Anderson. I think his name. That would have been sweet. I know. I know Danny uh, Duffy's going to uh, L.A. Um, but a lot of the starters that were on the market were like these, like top of the line you right. know, starters. And right. and the Reds aren't going to make a move for that. The Reds made, re- like in my opinion. And it's what makes everything so frustrating. I know we've all been just kind of bouncing around everywhere, but it's just a lot to unpack since the last time we talked is the fact that the moves that they made, Sessa, Wilson, and Givens, that's all that they really needed to do. Should have done it months ago. Yeah, and I know, like, you know, Carl said, like, sometimes, like, the market's not there to do it. It's like bullshit. Like, that's a cop-out answer. That's a cop-out answer. I don't think you could have got Sessa and Wilson from the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees no. were not going to be a, a team that you could have traded with a month well, he ago. Was ta- but they, he talked about wanting Sessa. Like, that that had yeah, apparently that had guy. steam was, for yeah. a couple weeks. Well, but I don't Sessa doubt that the, the Reds had interest. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, the Yankees couldn't afford to give up Sessa a month ago because he's the only good guy in their bullpen. So, um, they're, I don't they're know. They're in a... 
they're in a hell of a spot right now. I, I really don't know what the end game is in New York right now. <laughs> hit, hit a thousand home runs. <laughs> they're going to get Rizzo, Gallo, and hit a thousand home runs and strike out a ton. And <laughs> and the, you know they're they still have to play the for whatever reason the MLB packed all of the Red Sox Yankees games into like the towards the end of the season. I love like that. I so love in that. your division like you're. I mean, you're looking at playing a team and, and, and the Rays are the same way. Like they want to beat you with offense. It's not, and, this isn't like the Tampa Bay Rays of, of the last couple yeah. of years. Dude, the so Rays beat the Yankees like 14 to nothing today. And the, in, uh, in like uh, MLB network has the standings up. The blue Jays are only a game and a half behind the dude, Yankees. And I think the blue Jays, they just traded for Brad, Brad hand. hand. They needed bullpen. They just got some bullpen help. They still have Springer. They have Springer coming back. Simeon's been a beast. Dude, the Blue Jays, there's not a bad team in that division. Like the the, well, Yankees, the, have scored, the Yankees, well, the the Yankees have scored less. Yeah, but the Yankees have scored less runs than the Orioles. Yeah. yeah like this is a team that is inept any, on offense. Yeah. You could tell me, you can convince me that any of the, the Blue Jays, the Sox, the Rays, or the Yankees could win that division. And the Yankees are what, in third or fourth? Right now? I, I, the, the, so, the, the yeah. Red Sox are running away with the division. Everyone else is playing for a wild card. I, I really don't. I don't see NL, even Tampa West, coming back there. In the West is, it, it's not like, it's a tight race too. You have Oakland, you have Seattle, who's kind of, Char- like that wild card race is Dude, going to be insane. How about Seattle? I mean, I think it was actually everyone had pissed on their move trading Kendall Grayman. I think it was kind of good because you got uh, a couple bats, but yeah, man, but that was like that was their guy. That was, that was he was yeah, someone he was I wanted. He yeah. was someone I run the Reds to go after like right. a month and a half ago. I think it was him and Kimbrel that were the biggest closers on the market. Is Kimbrel has you have you guys seen anything about Kimbrel? I, I don't know how he's not being moved because he's not going to be part of the rebuild. He's too old. So it's like I've, you, you got to you got to do something with him. Austin, the Yankee maybe it's a deal for Rizzo and Kimbrel. Oh my god. No, it's not. Boston not, two teams that have made like moves that I I've, I've seen today like the, like sending guys down the um the giants sent down a, a mike talkman or stockman or whatever or i don't know how you say his last name but he was a guy that kind of played corner infield spots like that's maybe a move that is leading to potentially a guy like chris Bryant, who i think that's probably the that's the landing spot i think for him and i really do think i think boston's gonna get craig kimbrell I I think I mean if he's going to go somewhere I think that that makes like a lot of sense um but I do think that that's like that seems like a weird move for Heim Bloom to make because it's MS like that's icing like if they really if they really wanted to make a move <laughs> that is going to address a need it would be a starter uh, because the back half of their rotation has just completely fallen off and they still have somehow managed to win games but uh, I don't know that it, it, I mean, it'd be a great move. And that's a really that becomes a really, really scary bullpen if he ends up in, in Boston. Well, yeah. here, Tampa trades Diego Castillo. I mean, Tampa just has a farm of relief pitchers and pitchers in general. But yeah, so I love that. I mean, you trade Graveman, you get I know the Toro kids really good. I can't remember who else they got. He homered now they this. just. Yeah. He homered in two straight ABs, so, I mean. Yeah, he's a beast. And now, God, I, I want the Mariners, like, my AL team, I want the Mariners so bad. And, yeah. I, I mean, I've always liked the Oakland A's, but. Um, All right, so man. let's um 
let's take a quick little let's take a quick little break here and then before we get to the break though i would like to remind everyone to check out section 513.com we got a lot of good blogs about the deadline going up uh if you're not too familiar with the Reds' moves, go ahead and check out Donovan's blogs. He's been writing about it. Section513.com. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I might be getting back into the blog game a little bit, so keep an eye out for that. Section513.com. Teaser. All right. Thank you, Tito, for that quick little ad read. Um, so to wrap up this episode, we're going to kind of look ahead – which this is kind of what we have to do. I think now every time we, we meet is we really do need to kind of like look at the week and week, week and a half ahead for the Reds. Um, given that, you know, this team now has, I think some juice and some, and got a little bit of a shot in the arm from because of the additions of the bullpen and some of the guys are going to come back. So they just wrapped up the series in Chicago, taking three or four. They go to New York to face the Mets in a three game series. And then they have the Twins uh, for a two-game series at home. So they come home Tuesday. They get the Twins Tuesday and Wednesday. And then our favorite, it's about damn time, the Pirates come to town, baby. Let's go. yeah. And they got the Friday game. They got Dapper Bobblehead Night for all you uh, Dapper fans out there. Be sure to check that out. I know and I'm then, just gonna be jumping over ropes to get a gapper bobblehead. Yeah. Are you so, on? Did, are you on the Reds payroll now? This is a nice little plug. It, I think they got to us. No, they've been shoving it down my throat during both the radio and TV broadcast. I feel like every other ad is, you know, that we need. I don't know where Larkin is. We need him to do his uh, the the guy's voice for Great American, but he's like gapper bobblehead night. Dude, of all the bobbleheads you could do, Gapper? Like, what? No one likes Gapper. Those things have been, like, sitting in a closet for, like, ten years now. And they're like, dude, we need to – we got to get rid of these things. We got to get rid of them. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so, so what that are, is – what are expectations? Those are three series I um, – obviously, the Mets is going to be tough. We got Carlos Carrasco. Go ahead. It, go ahead, Goose. You can't like you gotta win every series. Right. And you gotta and you gotta get you gotta mix in some sweeps here. Like the, the and 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 I think that's what is like you wonder if it's a little too late, is like winning series might not even move the needle. Like they won the series against the Cardinals, but they didn't gain anything. They won the series right. against the Cubs. They haven't really gained anything. Now they've gained a couple of spots. They maybe a game and a half in the past week in the wild card, but like that, we all I think we know that they're competing for the central. And if they kind of somehow figure out to like slip their way into the second wild card spot, then great. But I mean, you have to sweep Pittsburgh. That that's yeah. my that's my biggest thing. I think if you and you and really should and, and you really and should twins. sweep the twins. The twins are not yeah. good. You should sweep um, the twins. And I mean, like Tito said, you got to go on this. You got to go on one of these runs where you win. You know, maybe maybe it's not ten straight, but maybe you win eight of nine or nine of eleven. That type of thing. Like that's what that's one of those type of runs that you have to go on. And they're on one of those mini runs right now. I mean, they're what. Uh, I mean, five of the last seven like yeah. that, like that's like, that's how that 
It's how it starts. Like right. You got to start somewhere, and you just got to hope that you got to hope Milwaukee, you know, slips up in a series here or there, and who knows? Well, I, mean, I think Milwaukee going out to, I mean, they have the West Coast trip coming. Um, I'm pulling up their schedule right now. But this this weekend series of Mets is huge. I think you have to – I don't think you can go in there expecting to sweep the Mets. But taking two out of three would be big. But, like, I was getting ready to say, Carlos Carrasco making his debut Friday. Uh, they've been waiting a long time for that. So that's a big deal. I mean, we'll see how he comes off the I.L. We'll see what kind of leash he's on his first start back. Rich Hill, um, Korean War veteran, he um, getting the start Saturday. And then you got Stroman Sunday. We saw what Stroman did to us. And I think I don't think Stroman can throw one hitter against us. I don't think the Reds would let that happen. But you can't go, I mean, going into Sunday's game in like a must win, like let's say we drop Friday and Saturday, I mean, you feel horrible going into Sunday. So I think it's important we take advantage of facing Rich Hill and then um, Carrasco. You know, I'm really curious to see about Carrasco, man, because I think the Mets – um, we talked about the NOE. They might be able to win the East, even if Crasso is not as good. But man, like it's hard to see them going anywhere with Degrom's injury. Um, like just Marcus Stroman can't take yeah. that to the promised land. I think that's a given. Yeah. So and there's no team who I would rather face a starting pitcher on who's coming off of a long IL stint than the fucking Mets. <laughs> like, yeah. This has as good as he can be. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't trust anything about the New York Mets, especially how they handle injuries. So, right, hey, guys, you know what is pissing me off? So the Brewers play the Braves this weekend in Atlanta. The Braves are, they're all right, I guess. Um, they play the Pirates that the next series against the Pirates again. What is happening? Like this doesn't make sense. It it makes zero sense. But then they got to go. They play the Giants, and then they go to Wrigley for four. They play the Pirates again. Then they got the Cardinals, the Nationals. Then we play them the end of August. So our series with them is the second last series in August. Um, Circle it. And then you they go out west. So. I don't know, boys. I don't know. Uh, I think we're going to have to, like we said, the Brewers, too, are going to have an epic collapse if we're going to be able to huh, pass them. Because um, if they don't, we have to sweep them. Like, we, then we have to, like, dominate. Dominate. They, Which, yeah, they, I, mean, I mean, anything's possible, but we have to really – if the Brewers are going to stay at the, the pace they're going – um, man, they're just clicking. They're firing on all cylinders right now. And then the trades they made were great too. Um, I don't know. And they only play half their games against the goddamn Pirates. I, I literally that doesn't. Make I don't sense. know what the MLB's up to, but I'm gonna figure it the fuck out because they I swear to God, every rest. time I look, every time I look, it's the it's goddamn skewed, Pirates. It's a skewed league. I mean, this is ridiculous. There's an asterisk next to the Brewers <laughs> winning Central. You heard it here first. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, Bud at least White. we're gonna, at least we're gonna be able to play the Pirates. Maybe the the Brewers have beaten them down so badly that maybe we'll just, I don't know. The Pirates are just gonna be dead. I think the Pirates will be dead no matter 
I mean, uh, honest to God, like, I feel like if we just can keep up offense, like, uh, we might not lose, like, a game to them for the rest of the year. I want to go, if we play them 12 times, I want to go 10 and 2. Yeah, like, that's the floor. If we're going <laughs> yeah, to. That, yeah. <laughs> Set the, the bar ceiling, high. The ceiling is we find a the way roof. to play them a, a 13th, a 13th time and beat them a 13th time. That's the. That's what the ceiling is, the roof, whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know, boys. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough, tough road ahead. But you know, and the I think pr- proved us wrong a thousand times this year, and you never know. You I never think we know. also need to find a game or weekend that we can get all three of us in Cincy to to go to a game. Well, I'll be or for yeah. the content. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd love to go get a gap, Gapper bobblehead and just smash it for content. Um, I'm willing to do that. Um, but I am going to be in Cincy here soon. I was going to move this weekend. Uh, we're still working things out. But I start my new job next week. So I will be up there for the foreseeable future. So that'll be great. So I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. I don't got anything else. You guys got anything else? Go Reds. Go Reds. Let's yeah, go Reds. Uh, go Pirates. Really go don't Pirates. like what's happening in college football right now, but SEC schedule will be fixed, so that's nice, I guess. We'll save that for another day. Don't get us going, Tito. <laughs> so before we leave, you guys, just always be cheering against the Brewers and the Padres. Yep. 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 And, Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow threw a ball 40 yards today. Cross, cross body. body. Oh. On the Fire move. Fire me up. Yep. Fire me up. And, boys, hey, if the Reds uh, don't win a game, let's say they just get swept in their next three series and we're dead, the Bengals. The Bengals are right around the corner. So, um, But but we're not giving up on the Reds yet. Not yet. Not We're not dead yet. I didn't see, I didn't see no flag. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> you didn't see that. no flag. Were you a big, <laughs> you big Formula One guy or something? What the hell? No. Waving the Carl, white flag like war, what, like battlefield. That's what, uh, that's what Carl yeah. Weather said, too, in uh, Rocky IV. <laughs> Throw the damn towel. <laughs> so, oh, God. All right. So that's going to do it from us here at Tailgates and Heartbreaks presented by Section 513. This was episode number 47. We will catch you guys next week. Maybe catch you guys again this weekend if for some reason between now and tomorrow or today, whenever it comes out at 4 p.m., if the Reds make another move, we'll talk about it depending on how big it is. Um, And, yeah, go Reds. Let's fucking sweep the mats. Let's do it. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so. Oh,